0: so uh two weeks ago van pavlik who's one of the badasses of the Aphrodite academy he posted this article on our facebook group our members only page and the post was about marijuana and how it relates to testosterone levels how it relates to sperm and reproduction and it's interesting because i mean this is such a big topic as you're watching this right now you might be someone who smokes marijuana or you may have thought about smoking it, or you may have friends who smoke it, or maybe in 10 years when marijuana becomes, you know, just all over the world and and the use becomes very frequent in different countries because they start making it legal, maybe you'll start smoking marijuana too. So I wanna make this video, today's video, it's gonna be a very, very thorough video. I'm gonna cover everything that we know scientifically about the relationship between marijuana and masculinity and it's not just going to be testosterone it's going to be energy metabolism sperm different types of neurological disorders and how weed is being used to treat those also things like appetite and sleep and anxiety what do we know about marijuana? And how does it work in the brain? How does it work in the body? I'm gonna to explain to you the mechanisms, just like I did in the previous video about habits. Um, how, does, how does the synapse work in the brain? And I'm gonna explain that to you today as well with this topic. So anyway, Van published this, uh, or Van posted this uh, article. And the article is a recent one. It's 2019, it was just published a couple of months ago. And it was controversial because they showed that smoking weed can enhance masculinity and more specifically that it can improve sperm function it can improve reproductive function and it can increase testosterone in men and the reason that was controversial is because a lot of studies in the past have shown the opposite that weed decreases testosterone it Really messes up the parameters that regard sperm as being vital and being being viable and strong. So it was kind of controversial. So then, you know, about two and a half years ago, I made this weed documentary in Miami. You know, I was in Miami. We interviewed all these people in the street during. It was on April 20th. So I suppose it was uh, almost three years ago in Miami, and. Uh, and, and so, you know, I, I had these 20 chapters in this, in this documentary, and a couple of those chapters had to do with the science of testosterone and marijuana and cannabis. And since that time, from 2015-16 to 2019, there have been a lot more studies published. And now we know a little bit more, not a lot more, but a little bit more, more controversy, more mechanisms have now been found. Um, about how all this works. So we're going to get into all of that, that in this video. Now, if we... F- so so let, me, let me walk you... And, and by the way, before I start this, let me uh, do day 13 of our Dirty 30 Challenge. So right now, if you're a member of the Academy, you already know this. But if you're not a member of the Academy, let me explain to you what's happening. So this month, we have the Dirty 30 Challenge. Hashtag Dirty 30. And the way it works is... Over these 30 days, every single person in the academy has this challenge, this cha- challenge number eight. You know how in this testosterone transformation group, you have those 10 challenges that you do as part of your 10-day transformation? In the academy, we also have challenges, but they are more, uh, they're not just to be done in one day. They take more time and they take more work and it's more powerful, more, it's, it's a higher, higher level of challenge. Anyway, so this challenge number eight, you know, these First seven have already been done by the Academy members. Now it's number eight. It's for 30 days, no weed, no alcohol, no drugs, um, and no porn. And Afro-D every day. And what we do is we raw dog and we take a picture or we take a video. So I'm taking this video and then we post it on the Facebook group. So I'm sure you've seen this in the one-on-ones. You've seen me probably do this before. You you saw me do it in the previous um, uh, video. So yeah, let me me raw dog real quick. I'm almost done with this package. I'm going to have to get a new one from tomorrow. So yeah, raw dog is you just take a teaspoon like this and you... Hmm? Take the whole thing. Yeah, this is afro and obviously for those of you who want to know about more about afro there's gonna be a link in the comments below if you have a question for the next video that I make post that in the comments below and we've also sent you a form which is a questionnaire about what questions you want to ask that you want me to address in future videos so you can put it in there that Google form as well or very easily in the comments below Let me get some water here. Um, Okay. So let's begin first by, let me me tell you about my story about weed. Do I smoke marijuana? When have I smoked marijuana? What is my story? So I didn't start smoking marijuana regularly until I was in Vegas Immersion in, in Las Vegas with RSD. So we had a group of guys. We were about five, six of us we would go to a friend's house and we would smoke there. And it wasn't every day. It was something like once a week, once every two weeks. But when we smoked, we smoked quite a bit and we got high before we went to the club. And, you know, look, I've tried pretty much everything. I've tried, uh, you know, cocaine. I've tried LSD multiple times. I've tried ayahuasca, magic mushrooms, molly, you know, ecstasy. And of course, weed. And every trip that I've ever had has been wonderful. I'm a i am do very good when I go on a trip. And it's so cool because I write notes down, you know, very academically I experience these trips. You know, I, I do it in a science way. So I write down what I feel during the trip, and then after the trip, I look at my notes to see what I experienced and how I transformed through this drug because I want to be able to get to those levels in real life without the aid of the drug. And I haven't smoked marijuana in about probably two, two and a half years. It's been a while since I smoked marijuana. And there's no real reason to smoke it because my environment is not conducive to smoking it. None of my friends smoke it. None of the people that I live with smoke it. None of my colleagues smoke it. So. It's not a big deal for me but for you you might be someone who smokes every day you might be someone who is in an environment of smoking marijuana i mean you look at you know uruguay it's legal there amsterdam you know the netherlands it's legal there a lot of places it's becoming recreationally legal you know half of the american states have legalized marijuana canada just legalized marijuana as i just talked about so as we move forward marijuana will be legalized more and more in the rest of the world i mean it's big money the stocks are doing well one of our uh, academy members tom who's a wall street options trader here in new york you know one of his colleagues made a million dollars in one day on a pot stock you know he invested in a canadian pot stock and he made a million dollars in one day doing this trading so it's a big deal right marijuana so this is a good topic for us to cover now For me, whenever I've done marijuana, there's a certain phase that I go through to know that I'm on this trip. The first thing that happens is I lose orientation of my spatial memory. And we're going to get into spatial memory here very soon. I, I talk about it here. Spatial memory here. And basically what happens is the world around me, the, the physical, spatial distribution of, of the environment becomes a little disoriented. It's a little disbalanced for me. That's the first stage of my trip in marijuana. The second stage is I lose all track of memory, like general memory. I don't remember what happened today or the, yesterday or the day before. I can't bring myself into the past or the future. I'm very much in the present moment. And the third is eye contact and very strict focus on the person I'm looking at. So I remember in Vegas there were times where I would be on, on a on a weed trip, and you know we would have a, there was, I remember this one particular time, I picked up these two girls, one blonde, one brunette. They were friends. Uh, they were, they had come from Victoria, B.C. Really, really hot girls. I picked them up from the Vegas mall, and then that night we met them up at our house. And my, one of my wingmen, and, and also a uh, uh, you know, very good friend of mine at the time, he took the blonde, he was with her in the room, and I was sitting with her brunette friend outside in the balcony. And I still remember very particularly that I was making some soul-piercing eye contact with her. I was tripping at that time, she was completely sober. And I was looking at her in the eye, And I literally stared at her eyes for like three minutes, like just completely forgotten everything that's happening in the world and just stared at her in her eyes. And I could consciously experience the fact that she wasn't getting freaked out. That's what was weird, right? I was getting freaked out. I'm like, I'm looking at this girl so deeply and I'm not even taking my eyes off. It's so natural, but I'm so scared But she's not getting freaked out. She's so calm about this. And that was one of these deep experiences I had with eye contact and focus and being so in the moment. So weed has been very good to me, let's just say. I remember, not that night, but another night, we went out to the club to access one of the nightclubs in Vegas. And there was this one girl right outside the bathroom. Again, I was on a weed trip. And I was staring at her very deeply like right in her eyes right outside the bathroom and she had mentioned that she has a husband and you know in Vegas when these girls come even if they're they're married and stuff they cheat on their husbands and, and you know it's, it's like very easy to to pick up girls like that because you know they're under the influence of alcohol you can bring them home you can fuck them and you know they, in the morning they'll show you the pictures of their kids and their husband it's unbelievable what happens in Vegas so I remember this one girl she looked at me and I was staring so deeply into her eyes that she literally became scared and ran into the bathroom like I was gonna fuck her right there and then. It was unbelievable stuff. Anyway, so the reason, let me make sure this camera's recording because uh, it's been acting up on me. Yeah, it's already been 12 minutes. This is gonna become long just like always. I wanna cover everything for you and really explain to you what's happening with, with weed and, and my life and then get into all the science. So that's sort of my um, story when it comes to my experience okay now once i cover all this material if you still have questions i'm going to make a part two for you so don't worry you can put all your questions in the comments below if i miss something all right so what am i going to cover so how does marijuana affect arousal libido testosterone right this is the testosterone topic because we all know the main thing testosterone affects is libido, arousal, sexual appetite, okay? So testosterone levels. Then we get into sperm, reproduction, because that is also a big part of masculinity. Remember, this is about how testosterone affects masculinity, okay? And then the third one is gonna be etc. cetera. It's gonna be what? Sleep, cognitive functions, memory learning, spatial memory, metabolism, right? And we're gonna get into how does it affect cancer, Uh, anxiety depression uh, Parkinson's disease Alzheimer's disease what happens in the brain where are all these these weed receptors located in the body how does it actually work okay so that's the first thing I'm gonna get into that's what this is introduce okay then I'm gonna get into the ECS ECS is the system that the components of marijuana the 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 individual parts of the the drug what they target in the brain the receptors they target what they do that whole thing is known as the ecs the endocannabinoid system it's a very very complex and interesting system especially in neuroscience and i'm going to get into all of that then we get into the mechanisms and i'm going to explain to you exactly what happens at the synaptic level because look. One of the reasons we have the Testosterone Transformation Group, one of the reasons we have the Aphrodite Academy, right? One of the reasons we have these, these communities here for you guys is because when you get, go out into the world, I want you to have the confidence to talk about health topics. When someone is arguing with you about weed, or testosterone, or diet, or veganism, or, 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 or compound movements, or or intermittent fasting, or whatever the topic is, habit formation, porn addiction, whenever someone's talking with you about these topics, I want you to have confidence to discuss with them and debate with them. I don't want you to take a back seat. I want you to argue and and disagree when the time comes because you will have the knowledge and expertise just like I have. I'm imparting all of that, that to you because when you go out into the world and you read these scientific papers, or you argue with someone who is a guru you can tell them specifically why you believe what you believe and how it actually works in the brain and I bet you they won't know so this gives you this superpower this very very specific way to know the mechanisms that are happening and how it actually works so you can appreciate it and you can actually believe what I'm saying okay